If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. But let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. with Doc. This is your host Doc here. Thank you for listening in. All feedback is welcome. You can find me on most social media platforms. Just look up Strange Talk with Doc in Google and there I am. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. I just like to tell you before I start every show, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. Sports, politics, news, entertainment, I will not preach to you. I am not a preacher of any sort. I am not trying to kick the knowledge to you. I'm just giving you one man's opinion. And if somebody calls in their opinion on subject matters that are going on in the world today, does not mean how you think and how you feel is wrong. My opinion does not outweigh your opinion. Only to me, it does. So I appreciate you, like I said, for listening. Uh, Your feedback is more than welcome. I would appreciate it if you like, share, comment, especially comment. Comments are the most important things. Likes and shares and viewers are beautiful. But to hear feedback is the most important thing to me because I can be wrong about something and I would love to hear your opinion. Or you could just call in live. I'm here every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to start off by saying... My heart goes out to Southern California. Uh, I hope that everybody out there is fine, that these aftershocks, because it looks like they're on their second or third aftershock from these earthquakes, and 7.1 and 6.4 are pretty devastating. I just hope that the people of California can make it through this. It's bad enough that they get the wildfires, but to have the earthquakes on top of it You know, enough people don't have enough to begin with. So to lose the bit that you have is painful. The UFC had a card. This is UFC's, I guess, like fan appreciation weekend every year in Las Vegas around the 4th of July. And by the way, I hope that your 4th of July was beautiful. I hope you and your family or your friends or whatever you did was enjoyable. Uh, tomorrow's Monday, I guess it's back to real life, back to work, because it'll be a minute before we get our very next holiday, which I really think the next big one is Labor Day. But I hope the food was good. I hope the fireworks was good if you enjoyed those. I uh, Like I said, the UFC had a card yesterday. It was the Jones-Santos card, Holmes versus Nunez. 
it was uh uh my boy Moscadal who I had faith in to begin with. Just ask you, I don't like his arrogance. I'm not a big fan of his. Uh, I don't even know how he comes back from a five-second knockout. I mean, damn, five seconds. Of, so if you get a chance to watch this card, it's well worth it. There are some very good fights. There are a lot of big names, people that we would all know. Luke Rockhold was on the card. Diego Sanchez was on the card. Claudia Gadelia was on the card. Gilbert Melendez, Marion Vera. Naturally, John Jones, who's arguably one of the greatest, if not the greatest UFC fighter. But I'm going to put a feather in the cap of Amanda Nunes. This woman is devastation, walking and talking. I don't know who the young lady is and where she is located on this planet who can really go hands to hand, foot to foot with this woman. She is, I mean, what she did to Cyborg, what she did to Rhonda, and now what she did to Holmes, that is the class of the class. That's the A-list. And she's standing above the A-list. So there's nowhere else for her to really go but down. And I hope that she's nowhere near even reaching a peak. I want to see her devastatingly destroy other young ladies. I mean, because this is the profession she's in. It's a fight profession. It's a blood sport. So normally I wouldn't root for women to take each other's heads off. But in this manner, I have to because that's what this is about. I watched a a documentary this week on Netflix. Netflix is running a free month special. If you did not know, now you know. So check Netflix out if you got if they have programming you like. And so I'm watching a special called Q Ball. Ex- executive producer was Kevin Durant. And some way or another, the Golden State Warriors are linked in with San Quentin Prison basketball team, where the coaching staff actually comes up there. And plays the champion, plays the champion of the prison league yearly, and they've actually beat the Golden State Warriors coaching staff. But what made this documentary different was it didn't deal with basically the horrors of the penitentiary. It wasn't one of your typical the food sucks, the guards are on us, life is hell. These were young men, and some reaching middle-aged men who just love ball, and for whatever reasons in their life, they turned left when they should have went right, so it landed them with prison sentences at San Quentin. And it does not, like I said, it doesn't revolve, the story doesn't revolve around horror, mayhem, stabbings, rapes, and things of that nature. It actually showed camaraderie, which I have never actually seen in any documentary all my years of watching documentaries about prison. I've never seen men openly hug, men openly root for each other. So it was a a good thing. And you know what? I tip my hat to you, Kevin Durant, for putting together this documentary. So you don't have to be in LeBron camp to actually be doing something that involves producing, directing, developing films, television programs, etc. 
So let's spend a minute talking about NBA free agency. So the big fish has finally landed, and it landed with the Los Angeles Clippers. Kawhi Leonard, my old spur, breaks my heart, and to even say it, but my old Spurs team member, Kawhi Leonard, is now a Clipper. And not only that, the shocker of shockers is Paul George left OKC. All those bobbleheads and pundits on all these channels, these FS1s, uh, ESPNs, who 99.9% guarantee you this and guarantee you that. And my sources said this, and I've been hearing that. Nobody once has mentioned the name Paul George leaving OKC. So I was in total shock when I woke up yesterday morning and seeing not only Kawhi did not go to the Lakers, did not go to the Raptors, but that he also got Paul George to go with him to the Clippers. They're both L.A. boys, so they're both home, but neither one of them are wearing the purple and gold. And you know what? I, I'm, I, I'm happy for that. Next season should be one of the best NBA seasons that we've had in God knows how long because the talent is dispersed. Everybody's not sucking up to LeBron. Everybody's not sucking up to Rich Paul. Everybody's not on that bandwagon, and I don't think everybody should be. It would have made no sense for me or to me at all if Kawhi would have decided to go become a Laker and become a third wheel when this man is clearly an A wheel. He is the engine that runs the show. He does not need to take a backseat to anybody playing basketball anywhere on this planet. So Tobias Harris went back to the 76ers. I think that's a very good move for him to go back to the 76ers. Uh, 76ers need him. I was shocked that Jimmy Butler didn't return to the 76ers, that instead he picked Miami. The reasons, I don't know. Maybe he didn't mesh so well with Simmons and uh, Embiid. Embiid seems like a hard pill to swallow with the joking and the clowning, but his maturation process isn't complete. He's only 23, 24. When he grows into the grown man and he realizes that he maybe he hasn't won yet or has not won enough yet, then he'll mature. And I hope that happens because I think as far as basketball goes, he's phenomenal. For a big dude like that to be able to shoot the way he does, for him to be able to handle the ball he do, the way he does, I just wish he had a back-to-the-basket move, a dominant go-to back-to-the-basket move as an NBA center. But I'm sure in time that will develop. So Katie and Kyrie Irving went to the Nets. The Nets and the Clippers are on the come up, people. The Nets can afford to wait a year and let Kyrie run that show, get things in order, Kevin Durant, get himself healthy. And even if we never expect to see the same Kevin Durant that we've seen previously, And 80% Kevin Durant is still better than 99% of everybody else. His jump shot is not going to go away because of the Achilles. So maybe he doesn't doesn't move around as much as he used to, but he still, with that 7'6 wingspan, can shoot over anybody in the league, and I don't see him having a problem. Kimba went to the Celtics. I think that's a good move for Kimba. 
I'm happy for Kimba. I've always liked him. I liked him when he played at the University of Connecticut. So, and Charlotte didn't want to give him his dough. So fuck Charlotte. Good for you, Kimba. Derrick Rose, a piston. Derrick Rose still fights to stay in the league, and I'm happy for him. I am. Derrick Rose had moments when early in his career before the injury bug really bit him hard, where he was phenomenal. So I'm glad that he keeps continuing to find homes, someplace to land, because it seemed like two or three years ago he didn't seem very happy as a person. I mean, I don't know him at all. I wouldn't. I don't know him from a can of paint, so I'm not trying to pretend. I'm just saying the persona that was out there seemed like he wasn't happy. Chris Middleton remained a buck. The Bucks might have overpaid, but they needed him there. Lillard stays with the Blazers. Kind of makes sense. They don't want him to go on the free agent market. He runs that show, him and C.J. McCollum. I think that uh, they made a mistake letting Enos Cantor go. I don't understand that one. I thought they had those three were a very good core that was going to allow them to have these two guards and this big outside, I mean, inside man to help them down low because it looks like the West has gotten a little bigger again, especially with the Marcus Cousins, Boogie Cousins signed with the Lakers. So they have an inside presence now. And they have an inside presence not only with Cousins, but now you have AD. So, you know, I don't know. Jamal Murray, the Nuggets re-signed Jamal Murray, which was a good thing. I see nothing but bright things for him. Denver's on the come up also. That's a team that's, um, they're young. I think they might have had the third best record in the league. Utah, Denver, are teams that you got to keep your eye out on. Iguodala went to the Grizzlies, but every nobody's expecting Iguodala to stay with the Grizzlies. He's probably going to demand a buyout or whatever, and he's going to move on. And I won't be shocked if he becomes a Laker or a Clipper. He's going to want to go somewhere where he can win now. Even Iguodala would work in Philly because of his defensive presence and that team could use a defensive present, and it would be going back home. I just thought about that. It would be going back home for Iguodala. Clay is staying at Golden State. They can afford to let him sit out a year. And they, well, if I was Golden State, I would make sure that I pay Draymond Green, and I pay Draymond Green now. Don't even let him go on the free agent market. I know Rich Paul is going to want him to be queen for the day next year. Him and AD is going to have the two most prized possessions in the 2020 free agency class. But it seems like we already know AD is more than likely, unless things go haywire with him and LeBron, he's staying in L.A. And I hope Draymond stays in Golden State. I want I like to see him actually remain a Golden State warrior and retire warrior. And if not, I wish there was some way that my San Antonio Spurs can get involved and steal him. He would be a great player. He would be a more skilled version of, say, Boris Diaw. And I kind of like that. Ashaka's Al Horford went to Philly. I did not see that coming. I didn't I didn't see it coming at all. I don't know if Al Horford's going to play like the big uh, power forward or Embiid's going to move to power forward, but they're going to be a hell of a defensive team in Philadelphia. You know, Terry Rogier took Kimba's spot in Charlotte. 
They got him cheaper. He only getting fifty eight million. Kimba was due for like a hundred and twenty, a hundred and forty million. So, you know, MJ, Air Jordan, they've been notoriously cheap. Other than Nicholas Batum money that was wasted and thrown away. So uh Charlotte's going nowhere and nowhere fast. So it'll be another horrible season for them. Hassan Whitehead. He goes to Portland. I guess he's taking that into Enos Cantor spot, and they could have got Cantor at a cheaper price than they paid for Whitehead. Whiteside, I'm sorry. And Whiteside is not a guy who shows up every game, so I don't know how that's going to work out. But more than likely, he's just going to be told to play some defense and stay out of Dillard's and CJ's way. Isaiah Thomas, he signed with the Wizards. Good luck to him. The Wizards are dysfunctional. We talk dysfunction. You have to think of the Knicks and the Wizards. I mean, super dysfunctional. I don't know if John Wall is even going to play next year. I don't know what his health is. I do know that the 76ers did offer to keep this man off the free agent market next year. Ben Simmons, a $170 million max extension. I don't know if Ben Simmons is going to actually take that or test the free agent waters. He's a hard one to read. Ben Simmons is a lot like Kyrie and Kawhi. You really don't know what they're thinking because they don't say much. So it should be interesting. So Little Nas X came out of the closet. And I say to Little Nas X and those who are closeted, it's really none of our fucking business. You live your life. You do your best. You live the best that you can. You be happy. Uh, what we think and what we feel about it is nobody's business. Am I proud of Lil Nas X? No, there's nothing to be proud about that somebody sexuality. You are what you are. He's not doing anything illegal. As long as he's not a pedophile, I don't give a rat's ass who that young man sleeps with. It's none of my business. It never was, and I wish we come to a time. And matter of fact, next week, we're going to do a show that's going to involve the isms and schisms of this planet. Everything, it's a special show. It'll be the only thing that we're really going to deal with on that show. You put the ism at the end of the word, and it will be discussed next week. Nine o'clock Sunday, Eastern Standard Time, right here on Strange Talk with Doc. I hope to have you call in and loan your opinion to these topics. We're talking race. We're talking spankings. We're talking gay rights. We're talking death penalty. We're talking police interactions. We are talking male and female relationship, gender roles. We are talking inequality. I can't think of them all now, but there will be a vast, Majority of subjects that are isms. And I know that you're more than intelligent enough to be able to put the ism at the end of the word and make it make sense. Okay? So like I said, Nas X comes out the closet. Being free to live as who you are is a great thing. If you do not have freedom, you're already kind of dead on this planet as far as I'm concerned. I don't care how much money you got. As long as it's legal, this should not be an issue. As long as it's legal, this should not be an issue. If you 
are a person who loves women and you are a woman. Why should that be an issue? That should not be an issue. I mean, it should be just, we don't, we evolved in certain manners and we devolve in other manners. And it seems like we've taken two or three steps back because sexual rights, gay rights are human rights. Civil rights are for everybody, not for a small majority of this planet. It should be for everybody. Now, I've seen that shocking picture that I'm sure you have seen the same shocking picture. Big Gronk is now tall, skinny Gronk. The season didn't end but so long ago. You figured it ended early February. We only just passed in July 4th. But it just lets you know what these guys must have to go to to maintain the size. Because I've noticed when you watch the NFL channel and you see these guys go into the reporting field, and you say, damn, that was just an offensive lineman a year ago. Look at the size of them now. I guess the amount of food, supplements, things of that nature, living in the gym, you have to do a lot to keep your body pumped up to a certain size. And you know what? If Gronk is happy, I'm happy for Gronk. He's given football fans, even if you're not a Patriot fan, he's given you many enjoyable moments on that field. And if he feels that 210 is a better feel for him and his longevity on this planet, then who am I to say different? I am nobody to say different. So we have a new, hot, young talent on the tennis circuit. And I didn't mean hot like in sexually hot. I mean the hot new thing. Coco Graf. She beat Venus Williams, who is now 39 years old. She beat her in the first round over there in Wimbledon. And I have followed the Williams sister career since the very beginning. You know, the white beads in the hair beginning. It's time for Venus to actually step back. I mean, I understand that it's hard to leave up those kind of prize monies, appearance monies, sponsorship money, but it's no need to tarnish a great career Venus has a lot of things going on for her. She's got her fashion thing. Uh, I would just like for her to not be the old lady getting beat by 15-year-old kids. And I, I, I know it's hard. You see people stay in the game a little too long, and I don't want Venus to do that to herself. I respect what she has done way too long for her to uh, do this to herself. So we had a cross burning in good old Mississippi. Some states never fucking learn. Some states never learn. Alabama, Mississippi have gone out of their way forever. And I'm going to say fucking forever to show their racist ass, their ignorance, their stupidity. Uh, this George Graham Williamson, he's 30 years old, 38 years old, and Louis Ravelli, he's 37. They're from Seminary, Mississippi. They burn a cross on an African-American resident's home, their lawn. This is 2019. This is not 1903 under Jim Crow. When do these people learn, man? I mean, it, it, it just fucking does not make sense to me. You hate me because of the color of my skin. 
and not the content of my character. You hate me not for something that I have done to you personally, but because you perceive me to be this thing that you don't even know if it's real or not. Because 